Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Top Docs Radio. Brought to you by Hyperbaric Physicians of Georgia, a comprehensive wound resolution and UHMS accredited hyperbaric medicine practice with four offices to serve you. Find us on the web at www.hbomdga.com. Facebook and Twitter at HBOMDGA. Good afternoon, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host. Thanks for making Top Docs Radio a part of your afternoon today. Very pleased to introduce you to the folks that we have on the show today, a couple of uh, organizations that either can help your practice clinically uh, or uh, if you're a medical group that uh, happens to have something like an electronic medical record or maybe a computer or two in your uh, office, then uh, you're going to want to hear from these folks as well. So I'll get right down to introducing uh, the folks that are with us today. We've got Cheryl and Mike Cherico here talking to us about how Tier 3 MD can support the IT needs from a medical practice. So thank you all for taking time out to uh, join us today. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Appreciate being here. And uh, we also have Sean Yanis of uh, Advanced Vascular Resources. They're uh, a medical practice here in the Atlanta area, and they actually have locations elsewhere around the, the country and some uh, other states as well um, that serve the diagnostic and uh, procedural needs of patients that are dealing with a variety of problems that are related to various vascular issues that you can find. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to tell us about AVR. Thank you for having me. So... Cheryl and Mike, let's talk a little bit about IT services for for healthcare. I, I'm I'm, you know I'm I can think of a way or two, and Schwegman will probably weigh in here. Doctor Schwegman here with us on on the show today, as well. Um, IT services for for healthcare. Tell me kind of what made you go down that path, and we'll get into some of the special needs that that kind of group of folks you know has. Well, all my career I've worked in medical practices, even way back in, I'll date myself, in the early 80s when I was in college. And I always worked in a medical practice, and it just kind of went on from there. Everything I did was in medical. Eventually, I ended up in medical IT, and then I moved to Atlanta, and I was working for a very large cardiology group, and I saw a need. In 2005, I saw the window opening up for electronic health records and I saw a a very distinct need and a a big difference between IT support for say a restaurant or a lawyer's office as opposed to the medical office. I found them to be two completely different um, fields. Uh, Medical is completely different. You really need to understand the flow of a medical practice to be able to support it properly. And you started, uh, you know, I, I noticed as I was kind of getting to know a little bit about you when we mm-hmm. first kind of linked up and, uh, you know, on LinkedIn and that kind of thing. But, you know, it, initially, a long time ago, I really didn't pay much attention to LinkedIn, but now it's actually kind of turning into a real powerful yeah. networking tool. Uh, but, uh, you know, there as I was kind of learning some about, you know, your background and, and your experience along the way, I mean, I saw that it's, you know, you, you know, even back in the days of college, you were starting to work with, IT functions and and support in that in that way and kind of getting educated both hands-on and some of your education as well mm-hmm. so obviously you're going to be able to sit down with somebody with a you know decades long you know set of experience that you can bring to a medical practice so you know tell me kind of when 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 you engage with a, a medical practice are, are there specific things that you want to kind of learn about them before you kind of recommend this or that what are you going to be focused on when you get together with a practice to kind of see what their needs are? That's a good question. Um, the first thing I look at is what the specialty is. There's a few different softwares that may or may not be better for a specific specialty. Um, we are really agnostic when it comes to software, but if you're an OBGYN group, I might refer a certain uh, electronic health record, only because the content is better. So, so you can actually make some recommendations on the EMR system that they're using. You don't necessarily just link up with somebody who's already got that in place. You can actually kind of take a consultative relationship role with them and say, here's, based on what you serve in the patient population, this is some things that I've seen and experienced that were very effective in your niche. Is that, is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. That's one of our greatest values is what we've seen out there from people who do the same thing they do. There's, there's great value in that. Um, I, I'm familiar with just about every electronic health record out there. And uh, most of my clients, you know, they use a lot of the same ones. Um, but I'm very familiar with the content. So I, I could either refer them myself or I could have them talk to another one of my clients that might be using a product they're interested in purchasing. 
Well, th- that's really, I, I think that that's a you know key component. I, I, I was, you know, I didn't, you know, as I tried to kind of understand just going into it. I mean, obviously I've, you know, looked at the website and that kind of thing, but I really didn't think about the fact that you might actually be able to help someone decide. Because, I mean, obviously it's a it's a process once you start to put one in you're you're kind of going down that path for a while and it's usually not inexpensive uh, both from just an investment uh, up front to have the system there whether it's based on your you know your equipment that's in the office or wherever it may live but you know but then just implementing it the fact that it takes some time for everybody to get used to so it can be mildly disruptive so i'm sure that having a couple of choices that might probably click into place a little bit more quickly would be that much more valuable and make the relationship with you that much more useful to somebody taking a look. Well, we, we actually work on behalf of the practice. So if a salesman comes in from ABC Software and he wants to sell them the product, we're the ones behind the scenes saying, find out how much a lab interface is. Who pays for that? Is it, on, is it a bi-directional interface? Who, who pays for that? Do, how much training do you get? See, so we're, we're working as their advocate learning at some of the hidden hidden fees and gotchas that other practices may have experienced that we've seen out there. Do you actually sit down with the practice alongside them while they're having those conversations or do you more sit, do you know do that kind of remotely where they turn around and kind of then consult with you and you kind of you know does it flow kind of together or, or you know all as one? It's fun, It's funny you should ask that. I've had it done three ways. One is we're going to have a meeting with so-and-so, can you attend? The other one is, we looked at this software, here's the quote, can you look at it? And the third one is, we've bought this, can you help us <laughs> get our infrastructure in place? So it's, it just depends on the practice. You, I, just, I was just going to add to that. Yeah, I was going to add to that. One thing, keep in mind too, we look for the managed agreements with our clients. We don't look into what we call break-fix. Sometimes somebody will call and they'll say, you know, we just need help for this one day and this one issue. And the, and the challenge we have with that is that when people call for that, they're really, they don't want to spend the money. So we're not able to do any preventative type of maintenance work, you know, with the antivirus or any spyware. We can't do that initially if we're not managing the contract. So we're very adamant on making sure we go out and we manage it so we can do a lot of things preventive. That's one reason. The other one is that if they are, know they're limited and they have to pay every time they call us, they won't call us for things that they really should call us for service. Then they end up having a larger problem than they had in the beginning. So that's just one thing I wanted to add while you were getting into some of the managed um, So when programs. I link up with Tier 3 MD from my, from my medical group, mm-hmm. IT needs, then it, you know, I'm planning on having kind of a consultative, ongoing, almost, yeah, for lack of a more elegant way to say it, it's more like a subscription. I'm, I'm, I'm involved with you over a period of time, and I'm planning on that relationship being one where I'm maybe saving – the cost of having somebody sitting in my office, I can actually just be a doctor's office without having to be an IT service system or service businesses at the same time mm-hmm. and offload some of that. And I, 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 but it's going to be an ongoing thing. I don't just call you when this or that breaks. You're going to come in and kind of oversee things, hopefully block and tackle a little bit so things are less likely to break. But then, you know, you already know when I do call you, if I have an issue now, you've been working with me. And so you're likely able to diagnose and correct and do all that much more simply. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Look at it like this. If you're a small practice and you don't have the need for a full-time IT staff, but you need one. I mean, you need CIO services, you need consultations, and you need things fixed. We're, we're those people. So I always, tell, I always tell them, just think about if you had an IT department right at, you know, on this corner office. Mm-hmm. When would you go to that IT department? What would you ask them? Did you lose your document? Do you not know how to format something? You know, you use us for whatever you would use an IT department because we're your IT department. We're not just people that you call because something broke. You know, we, we would like to be proactive. We want to come in. We want to make sure you're HIPAA compliant. We want to try and avoid problems before they happen. And we, most importantly is we want to help the users. Because they're the ones, they don't care that we know how your email gets from point A to point B. They care that they couldn't print and you help them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we want to be the ones that are right there to help you with any questions that you might have. Um, so are there, are there, is there kind of a sweet spot in terms of the size of group, whether it's a multi-site or, you know, X number of people or system size that it makes sense for them to 
interact and engage the services of a company like yeah. yours? Um, you know, I mean, where do you sure. find that niche of people that tends to have, I mean, because I'm sure that there's a place where, you know, the value really just becomes very evident. Yeah, there is. I mean, I, I'd, I'd rather do it through omission. I think we stay away from the hospitals and very large, large practices because they have their own in-house. And even with that, they run into challenges. But the main thing is we'll go into most of these uh, practices and we're going to be 25 percent of what they're paying right now for in-house folks. And, you know, when these really that much of a decrease that you can see. Well, what we do is very scalable. I mean, we have some I would say we have probably some of the best talent out there in terms of our tax and some of the things that we do. And to Cheryl's point earlier, we're related strictly to medical and and folks in medical want to hear that, because if you don't if you're not strictly limited to medical, you're really almost a commodity. Everyone does internet support and, mm-hmm. and, can, and can repair servers and those kind of things. But when it's medical, they know that we're going to deal in urgency. That's different from anyone else. They also know that we're going to deal in HIPAA compliancy. That's reaching a whole new level now in terms of fine, fines and auditing. And the whole process has taken on a whole new life. I'm sure Cheryl will get into that a little bit. But that's very important to, to the medical industry. Do you see in the groups that you end up talking to over time as you're interacting with, you know, I guess existing and prospective clients, how often do they have somebody that's full-time on staff? I mean, is it frequent, uh, uh, you know, that they've got actually a person that's in an office somewhere in there? (laughs) Well, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's probably true. I've been doing this for nine years as an outsourced IT group. And when I first started, I saw more and more that there was an in-house person. Mm -hmm. And now I'm seeing more and more where there's not. Um, The in-house person is kind of funny because some people, they're afraid. They're afraid to lose them. They think they're the only ones that know their network. Um, they don't know what they do. They have a problem when that when that person is on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, so more and more outsourcing is becoming a lot. It, it's becoming more the norm than it used to be. Um, it's just a great value because you get all levels of IT services for less than what you're paying. With the Affordable Care Act, are you seeing a, a different profile of customers coming on with more novice users and more because more people are are joining the EMR craze and needing to go that direction? Actually, is, it, is it a different profile you're seeing now? It's really not. It's, it's this, you know, people in general are more computer savvy. I, I couldn't think of a, a home that I've been in in the last five years that did not have a computer in it. Um, when this first started, we had to actually teach people how to use the computer. Right. You know, more so than, than anything. Now we don't have to do that anymore. I'm seeing... You know, people come in computer savvy. They start off that way. So there's not the novices that, that I know that you're thinking of. So. Well, I would imagine that, um, you know, when you're able to say that uh, you're going to cost somewhere on an order of at least less than half of what it costs mm-hmm. to have that person sitting there, I mean, it would it would seem that you can't stop the phone from ringing. I, I would think that people would be calling you left and right. Or, or, or how does that flow? How do people well, find out about you? Well, we're, we're doing well. Um, We're getting our name out there. Mike uh, has done an amazing job marketing us, and we're doing some campaigns. Um, Right now we are. We're doing some television. We're doing some billboards, mailings. Um, Gosh, I can only imagine what a billboard uh, costs around here. Well, you can go look at it on 285. Can you help help me? Please do. It'll look at you, actually. Could you help me get my money's worth, please? (laughs) Goodness, I can only imagine. You know, it's been many years since I looked at a billboard, but Mm -hmm. uh, that was in Oklahoma City, and... And I thought then, that's 15 years ago, uh, that uh, I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I can only imagine what they are now. So, uh, you know, it, it sounds to me like when you interact with a physician practice that it would almost be a slam dunk once they learn that they can save fixed cost. And, uh, oh, by the way, that office where Uncle Eddie, the IT guy, mm-hmm. was sitting can now turn into an exam room, and now it's revenue-producing rather than a fixed-cost generator. Yeah, uh, it, very true. However, the challenge is always finding out who they are, where they are at that time. We do a lot of networking. I was at a network meeting this morning. Cheryl will be at a network uh, meeting this afternoon. We're always networking with different different um, client bases, especially in healthcare. At the end of the day... Yes, when we're in front of somebody, it's a very, very, very attractive value proposition. That's but, just the hard part. But getting to the right one at the right time isn't always the easiest. Yeah. You know, you look how big the scope of the industry, it's incredible. Now, are we are we get, certainly getting there and we're getting better and we have 
we have a company that makes constant phone calls. All we need to do is get in front of someone. Then we talk about the value to them at that time. It's almost always favorable, right? I mean, it sounds we're like very that's, we're very competitive. That's got to be the hardest part is just to get yeah. to have the conversation. Now, is it typically it's timing? Who are you interacting with? Is it practice administrator that's going to make the decision about what they're doing? Is mm. there like an operations person that tends to yes, have to yes, deal with this yes. problem, or <laughs> Doctor Swegman? <laughs> Doctor, we want to talk to you after the show. I hope you understand. <laughs> you too. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you ask that question because we often talk about that when we're going to do trade shows or marketing. Right. Do we target the practice manager or do we target the physician? I, I was in an office uh, a couple weeks ago and I was talking to the practice manager. Uh, Mike was with me, actually. She loved us and she understood exactly what we did. And... I really thought we were going to close this deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, she went and talked to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, we're switching IT people. I have a friend. So it's sometimes, or sometimes I've spoken to the doctors, and then the practice manager says, we're under contract for another two years. We can't switch. So it's six of one and half a dozen of the other. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. So we target. We try to target both. We try to target as many as we can. When you're talking about this kind of relationship, you know, obviously we, you mentioned at the at the top there, Mike, um, and we've been talking with Cheryl and Mike Cherico of Tier Three MD. But you mentioned the fact that your yours is one that's kind of a an ongoing consulting relationship, for lack of a better way to describe it. You're going to be coming in, and you'll be the people that are kind of handling these issues for them mm-hmm. and evaluating a variety variety of things. But um, are, are, are you are you finding that um, there's there's kind of a particular space that you need to be in to to link up with those people that need that ongoing that, that ongoing relationship where they have an IT person and now they got to you know make that change you know because I mean how do you how do you tackle that question oh, I know somebody how do you make it yeah. separate yourself you know from Uncle Eddie, for one thing, I would I would assume that it's yeah. probably pretty pretty quick in, in talking with you that you can illustrate why Uncle Eddie may not be the best investment because I'm sure Uncle Eddie's not free, right? Um, but so how do you differentiate yourself from those types of situations or, or you know and and then beyond that when someone's got an ongoing contract you talked about that is it are those locked in can't get out uh, how does that how does that flow? Yeah, I'm going to defer to Cheryl only mm-hmm. because she's got a great pitch on this and it makes so much sense. Why not, Cheryl? Why don't you? Well, the contracts, I respect the contracts. I don't try and play any games when someone's under a contract with someone. That's not the type of business we do. I just follow up with you later, and at some point, if you would like to get a quote on our services, I'll be there. So I don't I don't mess with the contract, because I don't want them to do that to me. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. that's the, the law. Respectful. Yeah. Um, as for Uncle Eddie... Um, there's been a couple of occasions where they have the one IT guy. They really like him. They don't want to fire him, but they know they need more. There's been a few occasions where he has come to work with us. And it's been a win-win-win for everybody because, one, Eddie has a job with peers that he could learn more and see different things. The practice doesn't use lose that knowledge and they also save money because we don't charge the full amount that Eddie was being paid because we're using them for other things. So you come in and as almost like a professional employer organization where can. he's still there. We can. He's still serving their needs. Mm-hmm. He's their guy. Mm-hmm. But he, they have more. See, because someone, someone at a higher level, a tier three tech, doesn't want to fix printers. They don't want to go and help the user find their document. They want to they want to virtualize things and build a cloud and do fun things. You know, they set up servers and, you know, they don't want to fix printers and help users. Well, let's they, dig, they don't. dig into that side of things mm-hmm. just a little bit. You talk about the cloud. I'm still mm-hmm. kind of, you know, cloud-like. I'm nebulous on what exactly the cloud <laughs> is. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about that. Why why does somebody want to go that way? When does it make sense? You know, what what's the cloud and what's it going to do for me? Well, we have a private cloud. We have our own private cloud. We have it in a bunker in Chattanooga. Um, it has the, the environment there is much more than we would be able to afford on our own. It's a power company, and they have redundant power generators, cement walls. There's no sprinklers. Uh, you know, So it's a good place to have it. The real benefit of the cloud is let's say you have a server that's about four years old. Okay, If you replace that server, you have to purchase it. Okay, and then you need a backup disaster recovery plan. Okay, and you need to do offsite backup and you need to do all these things. And then if that server crashes, you need to get another one, you need to rebuild it, get your backup, hope it was good. 
okay, and go ahead and put that backup in. With our cloud, it's all virtual. Okay, so we take snapshots every 15 minutes of your data. You can reach it from anywhere. You don't buy any equipment. Okay, you use our beefy server, and then we take the snapshots, and if something crashes, we just take that snapshot, put it on another partition, and you're back up and running. So essentially, was I'm, I'm working on a laptop or mm -hmm. device, and I save something, or I create a document, or I email somebody, whatever, it lives out there in the bunker. No. <laughs> it could if you're getting a hosted desktop solution. But if you're just on a laptop and you're saving your own documents, you need to back that document up, which you could in the cloud. But I need to tell my device to do that. Or, right, or set it to do it at a certain time. And when I'm working with you, you're going to come and tell me, all right, Charles, at the end of the day. Don't save anything on your desktop. <laughs> save it <laughs> Save it here. So, right. so that's one of the things you do is you help your clients be able to more effectively manage the data that they have. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, we're a physician practice you know, when I'm not right here talking with folks. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be large quantities of data out there, and obviously it's sensitive. So I would presume that that piece of it, too, the, the HIPAA thing, we kind of, you know, touched on that very, you know, briefly to the, at the top, I'm sure that's a big consideration and it's got to come into how you manage all yeah, this. Yeah, th there's a couple of things. When you look at what makes you different as a company, okay, there's other people that do what we do outside of, not many that do just medical, but let's just, for this conversation, say there's other people that do it. What we do differently is we'll go outside of our, of our expertise, the data and all that kind of nuts and bolts of it. Cheryl will go out there, if they're looking at a new EMR, Okay, we really have no allegiance to any one EMR. It, it doesn't really matter to us. We know them a little bit. You know, we'll recommend some or we'll, we'll talk about different ideas, but we don't care. So they'll say, I'm a little confused. I don't know which one to go to. What do you think? And this will be brought up to Cheryl or Steve Platnick, our other CEO in the company. And what they'll do is they'll go out with them while they're shopping for the EMR and help them along what to look for based on analysis of what some of their needs are. And they'll say, you know, do you want more simplicity? Do you need a, a, a management, a practice management software with it? Do you need this? The, Cheryl will go out there and sit with them, and, t and it's nothing in it for us. There's no, it's not revenue generating. All it is is taking care of the client from a consultation point of view. And that's what we do differently than a lot of other companies. If we lose that, then we're kind of anybody else, and we don't want to be anybody else. So, As I was, you know, reading about your background, you mentioned the fact that you had gone around and, and helped a large group do installations of, you know, significant, mm -hmm. you know, data and diagnostic equipment. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, it, you know, fast forwarding to today, what kind of are the breadth of services that you're going to be able to help a practice with, um, you know, from tier three MD, whenever I engage you, is there, you know, are there, what are all the different things you can help me with? Obviously, selecting an mm -hmm. EMR being one of those we've talked about. Uh, phasing out some legacy systems that you're using, getting your da uh, data transferred over into your new system, um, putting in some, uh, helping you with some technology for your workflow, managing your devices. Um, the HIPAA security is huge, so we'll help you with that. Um, you know, data storage, encryption, um, it, encryption yeah. everything, anything that you need in your practice. Doctor? Okay. Uh, yeah, just having you stay close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wavering. Um, not in my opinion, in my physical. Hey, no, uh, I understand. No, that's totally did, great. Did I answer that question for you? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, okay. you know, just wanting to make sure that, you know, for the listener out there, you know, what all, what all can I get when I link up with you? Uh, obviously, we can select EMRs, but, I mean, in terms of data storage, you talked about that. Mobile um, device management, know, yeah. hard drive destruction. Um, you know, if you you know you need to get rid of a, a hard drive in a certain way, you don't just throw it in the garbage. Uh, we erase it and then uh, physically destroy it. I see, so. and and so it it sounds like um, that really the the challenge for you. I mean, you know, based on everything that we're talking about, you know, there there's obvious value for a medical practice that has machines and and uh, and devices mm -hmm. in their in their office that's housing important data that's very sensitive in nature and has some, you know, very big legal ramifications with how you handle it, that linking up with a company that's not just a guy that you know, I mean, uh, it, you know, 
it's not somebody managing your your laptop anymore. I mean, it's you know there's yeah. there's big time laws and big time penalties mm-hmm. for doing it wrong, um, and obviously there's threats out there that are you know maliciously trying to interfere with that. So uh, it seems obvious that it would be valuable to have that managed by a specialist, not just an IT specialist based on what you're saying, um, but but somebody with your specific skill set. So now the challenge is just getting the word out there. Pretty much. I mean, the the most important thing, too, just to go back to that question, is that we do the HIPAA security assessments. So, you know, when the omnibus rule, you know, came into effect in September, us as a business associate is just as responsible for your data as you are. So we need to, you know, you're responsible for your office. We're responsible for 150 offices. So keeping on top of those laws and those rules are very, very important to us. And are you, are you, Serving clients, I guess, you know, across the country? Are you, you know, yeah. heavily focused in the Atlanta metro? Where, well, where does hev- your client live? We're, we're heavy in Atlanta, but there's a lot of Atlanta we even, haven't even scratched the surface. But we have clients all over. And we you're capable, obviously, if someone's, yeah. you know, here yeah. or there it's in funny the metro, you, mentioned, you can help you mentioned that because we're right in the kind of the middle of, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about our marketing campaign and what we're doing and what we're on. Can I, I can't plug in a, a TV show, could I, that we're going to be on? <laughs> Go ahead. You sure? Okay. <laughs> sure. We're going to be on Atlanta Tech Edge. And we're, we're sponsorship to that program because it's a big marketing campaign. But besides that, thank you mm-hmm. for that. Um, we, we have um, opened an, our national presence now where we're, we're working through a pilot right now to really expand it. We are, in, uh, we are in Chattanooga. We are in Savannah. We are in Charleston. We are in Raleigh. And we just have signed contracts in St. Louis, Missouri, Chicago, Illinois, all of Oklahoma, and Dallas. And what these are is these are these are consultants that are going to work in these areas where we're going to basically provide the complete service nationwide. And as we progress through this, then we're going to we call it release the hounds, and we're going to open up the entire country, probably neighborhood of maybe seventy to eighty at one time. Markets. So in each one of those places, you have a person or persons that that I'll interact with face to face and and be able to kind of engage, you know, as I go through what I need. Yeah, what we've done is we put together a model, and this took us some time. We put together a model that allows, we need somebody who's in the medical profession or has been. And we want to leverage their contacts and relationships to bring us clients that need our services. Now, they don't really have to go there and even so much as know what we know about it. They can get us on the phone. We can fly out there. We can do various things. They're going to bring us the client. We're going to revenue share, and we're going to go on. But we are servicing that client. From, from start to finish because we want them to leave that client, go bring us another client, we'll, we'll do something different there. It's a good avenue for someone to grow with basically no money down. They can, they're going to have recurring revenue as we do from the managed services, and we're doing basically all the work. We just want to leverage their contacts, their relationships, who they know, and provide the same great service nationwide as we do in the Atlanta area. We've been talking with Cheryl and Mike Cherico of Tier 3 MD, and I'm always amazed at how fast our time goes. So before we jump over and start talking to Sean Giannis of uh, AVR, you know, let's leave our guests or our, our, our audience out there with a couple of thoughts or a thought or two uh, key points that you feel like are important for somebody out there listening today to, to come away with uh, after, you know, before we you know, jump on to talk to Sean. Is your data secure? Is your medical practice are, are are you compliant it's important and yeah. the best way to do that is to sit down with you and find out absolutely okay. yeah and, and i would just just echo that i would say it costs you nothing for a free consultation to find out what it is we do uh, if you want prices we'll give you a price we don't, whatever you want sit with us let us dissect your business let's talk about your business talk about the value we can bring for you and if you like us great and if you don't we we made a new friend and we'll go on Outstanding. You know, I know you're a busy group, and and so, you know, it's important to you that uh, we let you know we appreciate you coming and taking time because we know that somewhere out here in our audience is somebody that uh, could, you know, based on everything you've told me, uh, somebody's going to be able to achieve some benefits. So hopefully we'll be able to help put you all together with that. And we'll come back to you to talk about uh, where people can link up with you online before we jump off today. But uh, that brings me to you, Sean. Thanks for taking time to come on the, the show today and tell us a little bit about Advanced Vascular Resources. 
Thank you. And you guys might have a nice segue because we probably need to talk uh, after the show. Awesome. Excellent. Awesome. That happens our, all the time our, our, here. Our growth mode is in the same type <laughs> as yours. So that, okay. that's, that's awesome. Um, you know, so Advanced Vascular Resources, you're, you're kind of a, you're, you're, you're a medical practice. You're multi-state, multi-site. And, you know, obviously we've got a location here in town in, uh, in Atlanta. And as a practice, you're kind of all things vascular. And, and, and from what I understand, there's actually kind of maybe even some surprising places where you can help somebody that they may not even realize, like, say, headache pe- folks with headaches, for example, as I got to learning a little bit more about the group. So soup to nuts, tell me a little bit about AVR, as we like to call it for short. Yeah, soup to nuts. We have six existing centers now. Each one is run uniquely. Um, as you mentioned, in one center we may do things such as PAD procedures and migraine. In others, we do, may do PAD procedures and wound care. It really is unique. We let the market dictate uh, which way we're going. Um, here in Atlanta, it's at 1938 Peachtree Road. Uh, we've been open since uh, October of last year. And we do mo- mainly uh, peripheral arterial disease uh, diagnostics and treatment. Um, we have an interventional radiologist, Doug Red, who does our treatments there. Mm-hmm. He was an Emory guy. Exactly. Yeah. I think he was here a couple months ago. Yeah. And a really enigmatic guy, really cares about the patients. Um, what we do different maybe than some others is we focus on the education of the primary care doctor. You know, I, I challenge our salespeople to, you know, fish where the fish are, you know, for, Keep it simple. Go find those primary care doctors who are treating diabetics and help educate them and their staff that these patients with PAD are out there. You really just have to look for them. From what I understand, you know, as I've talked to physicians in this space over time, you know, in the vascular and wound space, obviously coming from our practice, that's, we talk to those people all the time. But it, I'm surprised to find out how frequently folks don't get a vascular study, whether it's, you know, a significant one like some sort of angiography where we're actually going to go into the vascular system with something and actually inject some contrast and do a study like that. But just a basic, like, ultrasound, a device that you can use handheld in the office and get a good picture of what someone's vascular status is. Is this the reason why this wound on their foot is not healing? I'm surprised by how frequently that doesn't happen. Absolutely. Um, there's over 17 million Americans with peripheral arterial disease, and many of those, most of them are asymptomatic, meaning they don't have a glaring uh, symptom. We have to really challenge these uh, primary care doctors to look for it, and I know they're busy. They're, they have 101 different things that they're doing in a day. That's part of what we do is to educate, more important, their staff up front to look for disease through a simple questionnaire. They can identify disease, and then through a 10-minute test, which uh, test their ankle brachial index. It's a it's a a comparison of the the blood flow from the ankle to the to the arm. They basically can give a, a diagnostic read on if there's proper flow down to the toes. It's simple. It's easy. It reimburses for the primary care doctor. It's really just a matter of them looking for it and taking the time to do it. So you say it reimburses for the primary care doctor. They you actually help them be able to do the study in the office in their office, or do they come to you for the studies? We, we do it in their office. We can do a few different relationships with them. We can bring a device and test for them. We can offer them a device and allow them to test, or we can test on their device. We have a fair market value agreement to keep everybody within safe harbor, and um, then they can bill for, the, bill for the testing. I had no idea about that facet of the practice. That's, that's interesting to note. And, and so, you know, we talked about, you, you mentioned the, the, you talked to your salespeople. I, you know, I would suspect that in reality, more than selling something, they're actually giving away information is what it sounds like to me is, is, hey, this is this is when this is valuable to your patient's outcome to interact with our specialist and and, uh, and we're going to make tools available to you that will help you even in your office and, and help your business, uh, you know, grow as well. Absolutely. It's twofold. I mean, it's it's there's the Hippocratic Oath the doctor takes, right, David, and you have to treat the patient. And but then it's also it can be it can be economical. If you can instruct the staff and then the doctor that this is good for the patient but can also give you a nice return on your investment, and the investment is is time, it's money, it's the staff's time, it's all that. Um, And then I challenge our people to be a manager of that continuum of care. So when a patient is identified with disease, that's kind of when our job starts because they have to help then the staff 
schedule that next next test, which may be in our center. It may be at their site doing a, a duplex or a, or a second tier uh, diagnostic test. If there's the continuous disease and they've identified it, then we have to schedule a procedure in the center. Uh, we don't have any patients lost once they're identified. They're going to be treated with us or with somebody because that's, that's part of what we sell is that black hole that when a patient is identified outside of our system in a hospital or in, in within Big Brother Network, they become a number. Within our, within our system, they are not a number. They're, they're a face. They're a family. We can offer services that others don't to really personalize it. And that's how we sell, you know, right in the shadows of, of Piedmont Hospital. I would, I would expect that you probably interact very heavily with foot and ankle surgeons, whether they're podiatry or, or orthopedic as well, since that's probably where, you know, so many of these patients, particularly among the diabetic population, are going to end up at some point in time. Yeah, uh, podiatrists, foot and ankle surgeons are huge for across the country for our model. Um, it's those that are treating diabetics. They have their shoes off already. They're doing the, the neuropathic testing. They're doing a lot of that testing already. Or it's anybody testing diabe- or, uh, treating diabetics, endocrinologists, uh, high-volume internists, um, infectious disease doctors who are treating, like in, in your space, treating wounds. This is all the same sandbox. We have to make sure we've identified these, these potential partners and educated them. And that's what our sales reps do. And so, you're, you know, your folks are going out there knocking on the door, and the reason why they want to actually allow them in to have a conversation is, just, you know, just what we're talking about. We're sharing information. We're not really selling anything. We're a physician practice that's going to help you with your outcomes, I presume, is what that conversation is going to flow like. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's helping with outcomes, and it's basically building a, a, a better mousetrap for finding disease. It's allowing them to offer a better service to their patients, not – you have a positive ABI, go across the street and become a number. These guys are going to take care of you. They're going to, they're off of transportation if you need it. There's different services that they can offer that others don't. Um, for the, for the uh, referring physician, we can offer pre- and post-op pictures of the disease. And we really try to personalize it. We've been talking to Sean Giannis of uh, Advanced Vascular Resources, learning a little bit more about the services they provide. And obviously we talked about the fact that there's some um, – diagnostic procedures that they can actually make available if you're a primary care officer. I presume that some of those studies would probably be valuable to a foot and ankle surgeon as well, you know, to be able to provide, like you talked about, the ankle brachial index study or Doppler ultrasound, something like that, that that you could make available so that they can, you know, add that component that's so important to wound management. When you actually end up getting to the place you talked about, the fact that so many of the patients out there that have peripheral arterial disease don't know it, but when you're someone that's going to specialize in the group that actually has a wound that's not healing, we already know there's a problem. So ruling out the vascular side of things, I know that in our practice, you're all but guaranteed to end up with a vascular study if we don't have one recently. So making that available to the foot and ankle surgeon, that should be a reason why that's, they should welcome that conversation, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I talked about the continuum of care. If they've made if they've ended up in your practice, they're at the end of that continuum. If they're if they've got an open ulcer on their foot, there's been disease missed on the front end. And this isn't an indictment on anybody any one doctor, it's this system. It's patients get lost in the shuffle, whether it's on the patient not getting in to see the doctor, whether it's a misdiagnosis. We really that's what our reps do is they challenge these primary care doctors podiatrists, endocrinologists, internists every day to find that time to, to test for disease because when you find it earlier in the continuum, you guys know the outcomes are that much better. If you wait until it's an open ulcer on a foot, it, it's, it's something we call those a train wreck. So those are very hard for us to treat, and then you guys know it's, it's very hard to close those wounds. Obviously, pretty significant impact on that patient's outcome, you know, and even their mortality. I mean, we know that if you end up with a amputation below the knee, which is, you know, you know, literally right below the knee, um, you know, those patients have a five-year mortality rate of approaching fifty percent. And I don't think, I don't think, certainly among the patient population, that they understand that. And I, I, I think that in many of our folks, that's relatively new information, uh, you know, over the grand scheme of things in terms of like uh, the Snyder-Sheehan study and things like that that talked about we got to heal this wound quickly. So 
I, I think being able to educate our listeners out there that, hey, when you have a wound, you need to be getting your vascular status taken care of. If somebody hasn't recommended that, whoever you're seeing for it, you need to be linking up with folks like we have here at Advanced Vascular Resources. And, and for that process, I, I assume, you know, like our practice, we're specialists as well. So I presume that I'm going to need a doctor to send me to you. Is that is that how it flows for the patients? Yeah, we our, our sales team works with different doctors. Once we've identified a patient, we get a referral, a referral form filled out, and that, that doctor refers the patient in to us. Um, to piggyback on something you just said, CW, the disease, PAD is systemic. So if it's in your legs, up to 70% of those patients are going to have a coronary event within five years. It doesn't necessarily offset, right, Dr. Schweigman? It, if it's, it's not necessarily a coronary event, it isn't going to beget PAD, but it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if it's in the legs, that just shows that this is the front line of disease. Systemically, if we can find it in their, in their legs sooner, we can save more limbs, like you mentioned, but more lives. Um, that's why there's par- there's hospitals who have partnered with us because they see our overall vision of finding disease, finding more disease, finding it sooner in the continuum because they know what the back end looks like by by c- casting a broader net in the community. You would think that it would be automatic if I if I go in and I get a study done that it says yes, in fact, you have some pretty significant blockage down in the legs. It would almost se- seem like common sense that well, maybe we better look at the carotid arteries maybe we better look at the heart um, but I think that it's happens more than you think that we focus on the the vascular disease we discovered and we're not symptomatic we don't have any kind of signs that make us think we're having risk for a stroke or a heart attack so we kind of don't don't go there it's it's I think it's important for for our listeners both our physician listeners as well as our patients as well that, that something you touched on just now kind of illustrates why landing with an AVR is is important in terms of a differentiation. Where do I go? Is because you're going to see that whole patient. You're not going to just see, oh, I have the opportunity to to do a diagnostic study and then maybe a procedure to fix a a blockage in your leg. I'm going to save your life because in addition to fixing your leg and helping the wound heal if you have one, I'm also going to make sure you're not getting ready to have a stroke a week after next or maybe a heart attack when you've not had chest pain yet. You can probably actually save some lives that way. Absolutely. And many times the symptoms are so transient. It's it's a claudicant who walks to the mailbox who's 70 years old. Well, that they think that's just part of getting older, but they could have PAD. And that's that's part of the questionnaire. If that, that's a, it's a self-assessed questionnaire. If they've answered yes to any of these eight questions, and that's one of them, claudication, they need a test. And claudication being when your calf starts aching after you walk a little ways. For some people, it might not be but a few steps, right? Yeah, and, and they may just think, well, I'm 70 years old. It's supposed to hurt. Well, yeah. maybe not. It's not arthritis necessarily. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, tell me, you know, like we've done with our, our, our previous guests, I mean, I'm sure there's a point or two that you feel are really important for whether it's a primary care doctor who's looking around the community. Um, you know, obviously we're not the only vascular group in town. Um, so, you know, give me, you know, the, the points that you would want to, you know, if you don't get to have that open door conversation where they throw open the door to your, to your representative walking in, you know, take the chance now. Why, why AVR versus XYZ vascular studies or vascular group as us. Yeah, and, and again, each each market is unique. In Atlanta, there's tremendous interventionalists. Some of the world's best are right here. Uh, we have, we have a great one in Doug Red. We really have to differentiate ourselves not just on the hands of our interventionalist who's outstanding, but on what we offer uh, to the primary care and the referring physicians, and that's all the services I mentioned earlier. These, the view that we have is these are your patients, not ours. We want to treat them and get them back to you so you can, because at the end of the day, you know, the Hippocratic Oath, right, Doc? You, you have to treat them, but also they're financial, it's a financial stream. Everybody is getting cuts right now. Everybody's a little bit scared because of all the, all the things going on um, in, in healthcare. Each patient that goes out the door, that's revenue loss. We have to make sure those patients are returned return timely and then and then treated and that and that's really one of the biggest things we offer is is closing that continuum as I talked about getting you treated with that continuum goes back down to the referring physician and that that's a big selling point how we differentiate ourselves from others so we talked about the fact that you know and, and in your in your role for the company I mean you're you're responsible for that community-based 
education and awareness, you know, some call it sales, but, uh, you know, when you're talking, to, in my opinion, when you're talking about introducing a group uh, to another physician practice, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't really see it as sales. It's really education. It's all about uh, being aware of the treatment modalities that are available to you and your patients. So, um, you know, I'm pleased to have you here and, and you know, educating our listenership uh, about your presence. So, you know, you talked about the fact that you have some folks that will interact door to door, so to speak, you know, per se with, you know, saying, hey, we're here. But I mean, are there other ways that you're trying to interact with the medical community that kind of lets them have a chance to meet you and know how you can help them? Yeah. Part of my background prior to coming to AVR was with biomedics, which was big in the podiatric community. I've met a lot of people over the years. And you mentioned Peter Sheehan, who actually just recently passed away. If you knew that. Um, we, we've I've done a lot of association with podiatry. Um, we do, we're, we're a member of different podiatric associations. Um, there's different vascular associations that we, that we market with. All of our industry partners and the vet from the vascular space know us, work with us. We do a lot of, it's a lot of feet on the street. There's, it's not a billboard, as we mentioned earlier. It's not a billboard advertisement. It's not a drive-by, oh, let me stop in there. It's really, it's really referral marketing and, yeah. and feet on the street. Um, our different markets that we've opened have either been based on my podiatric relationships or our COO, Don Gears, vascular relationships. We, we've kind of gone where our existing relationships have taken us and then worked them organically as, as such in the market. When we open a center, then we, then we hire local people to work, to work that local market. You've met Caroline here in Atlanta. She's outstanding. Um, she works the Atlanta market, and then we have one of her in every, in every town. And so when Carolyn comes to knock on your door or makes a call to your office, um, you know, make sure you let her in because, uh, you know, we're familiar from our own practice with advanced vascular resources and know that they're folks you can trust. So, you know, we're, we're pleased to, you know, to, like I say, have you here to, to make the community that much more aware of what you're doing. Um, any thoughts, you know, before we, you know, we're going to run out of time here again today. You had something to say there, yeah, Mike? Yeah, just you mentioned feet on the street. What do they actually do? Are they... Cold calling, door to door, or is there a list you get, or do you make some calls? Both, yeah, okay. both. Uh, a lot of it is going to be. And I, I mentioned earlier they always make fun of me because I say fish with a fish are. You know, it's it's right. going to be the the eighty twenty rule. It's it's a core group of doctors who provide the majority of our referrals, but we we have a we have high growth goals. So we we push to get more patients done each month. So they can't just focus on those five doctors. They need to go find five more or okay. ten more. Um, you're you're gonna look really for those treating diabetics. That that's your best that's your best bet. But it sounds like for everybody sitting here at the table, it sounds like the conversation is where it's at, and the conversation is difficult to have. Yeah. You know, you know because yeah. I know you know I'm walking in as I've said before. I don't sell anything. I I've got hey I've got Dr. Schwegman here, and if your patient has radiation injury or they have a wound that's not healing, they're going to be able to get your patient healed and back to their normal life very quickly. That's not selling. I don't have anything for you to buy as a practice. It's 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 literally education. But yet, yeah. you know, and your group, you, you you're going to give somebody the ability to manage their systems within their office for you said you know somewhere south of fifty percent of what they're paying right. somebody to sit in the office, and yet you can't have the conversation. So, it's it's crazy. Hopefully, um, through you know mediums like this, we can actually end up getting that conversation in place so that uh, you know the, the the physicians' offices that that you know, all of us here are talking to are assailed all day long by mm -hmm. folks that are, you know, that either are selling something or doing the same thing as us. So they don't want to talk to us at all. And so therefore the patient ends up losing. So I want to say thank you to you all for taking time out of your busy days to come and uh, help both our patient listeners out there, because I guarantee you somebody listening has a family member or they themselves are dealing with something along these lines. Somebody out there is a medical practice that has a computer and a system and an EMR to deal with. So um, we're pleased to link them up with you. Um, you know, we'll go back around and we'll make sure everybody knows how to get in touch with you. So, Sean, why don't you share, you know, website, social media that yeah. uh, that you want people to join up with? Yeah, my email address, you can email me at S-Y-A-N-E-S at AVRvascular.com. And our email address is myAVRgroup.com. That's myavrgroup.com. 
And then I'm looking at your website. You're, you're at uh, avrvascular.com as well. It talks about uh, the different locations and services that you provide there, too. So so that's a good pre- resource. And I know I've linked up with you all on Twitter. So if you're a Top Docs Radio Show follower, please make sure you link up with all of our guests, too, because there's going to be some great information from them. Uh, ch- tell us where to hook up with uh, Tier 3. Sure. You can hook up at tier3md.com. That's T-I-E-R, the number 3, md.com. And if you want to call us, you can call us at one eight five five my tier three or one eight five five six nine eight four three seven three. And if you want to email me directly or Cheryl, uh, my email direct direct is Michael Cherico C H E R I C O at tier three MD dot com. If you want to speak to Cheryl, just replace the name Michael for Cheryl. <laughs> there you With go. an S, by the way, That's not a C. <laughs> it's an S. <laughs> and I know, I know. Um, Everybody's here on uh, on LinkedIn too, so that's a good place to connect and be able to get an additional stream of of, of useful information. Obviously, if you haven't done so yet, uh, link up with the Top Docs Radio Show on Twitter and Facebook. Both it's at Top Docs on BRX. Um, so hopefully, there's no fee for everybody being here to share their information today. But hopefully, we'll be all linked up so that we can make sure that we're expanding the reach of this Im- important information. Anything from you, Dr. Schwegman, before we jump off? I've been silent this whole time. I haven't had a, wor- a word to get in edgewise. This was a great program. Um, incredibly helpful information. You guys both have messages that are really, really important. We understand exactly what you're saying. There are barriers to get education out there, both to uh, the the consumers as well as to the people that uh, control these uh, folks and the decisions that they make. And uh, what you guys are both saying today is just hugely important. I feel like, uh, you know, there's probably some more specific drill down topics that, you know, everyone here has to, to talk about at a future day. So, you know, I would throw that invitation out to you, you know, both of your organizations to link up with us, share some more specific, um, either, you know, we've had some panel shows where we've talked about specific uh, disease states and treatments, uh, you know, on your side, if there's a specific, you know, maybe there's some uh, legislation that comes out that's going to really significantly impact the medical community that would play into what you do and how you might be able to help them tackle that. Uh, I'll throw out an invitation here on air for, for you both to either bring back some of those topics to share with our guests, because obviously it's useful. But then in addition to that, if you have a, uh, a, a delighted client that you've worked with that, that, that would be able to talk about from the user perspective, what is it, what was my life like before I linked up with Tier 3 EMD? Um, what's it like now? I mean, we would be happy to you know hear that, and I think that it would be useful for our listeners to hear that. And the same for you, Sean, with AVR. If you have uh, you know a partner out there in the community, primary care, podiatry, that uh, that kind of gets it. They, they've linked up with you. They're using you to the best capacity for the benefit, benefit of their patients. We'd love to have you come back and bring one of those folks on to kind of talk about their experiences, why AVR makes sense for them to send their patients to. So um, without further ado, I'll say thank you again to our guests for coming thank out you. today. It's been a great show. Thank you, guys. Thank you out there uh, in the audience for making us a part of your afternoon. We'll be back the same time, same place next week. See you then. 